So here's the deal, guys. I'm really excited. You know, we haven't really had a guest speaker in a little bit at Youth Group, so I'm really pumped that um, Tara is here to share with us tonight. And I think it's really cool because she grew up in Youth Group, um, kind of like a lot of you guys. I mean, she's going to share her story, but kind of not too far from here. So I really hope that you guys can connect to her story. We're going to have a time for some Q&A afterwards, too. So anyway, give it up for Tara as she comes up today. and She's going to share God's word with us. Thank you so much for being here, Tara. Hey guys, how's it going? Good morning, maybe, <laughs> in some other country. I'm so happy to be here. It's, it's so cool to be with you guys. I've heard so much about Searchlight, but I've never actually been here, so it's, it's great. It's great to be here. So I am a missionary associate, which means that I'm a missionary in training. So basically, I'm going to go to Paraguay uh, to work with missionaries there and kind of train to be missionaries. So I'll be there for two years. I'm super excited. Before I get into that, I um, have a question for you, and whoever gets the right answer will get a gift card. So, the question is, and no using your phones, I don't want to see any phones, so where is, what continent is Paraguay in, and two, give me two countries that are next to Paraguay. So, where, <laughs> and, if, and if we can't get it, then, you know, yeah. Close, close. Close, close. You want you want to guess one more country? One of them is right. Yeah, bingo! <laughs> Here you go. <laughs> Thank you. So, um, Paraguay is located in South America, which is you know below us, south of us. And it's this small little country that's landlocked. So it's in the center of the country. It's surrounded by Bolivia, uh, Brazil, and Argentina. So it's a really cool, small little country. Sometimes it's called the heart of South America. So before I go into talking about kind of what I'm doing um, or, or how God called me to missions, uh, I just want to say I'm going to be going to Paraguay, right? And I'm going to be working with missionaries there and working with an organization called Child Hope. This is a ministry that helps children living in poverty. So it gives them food, water, education, and then shares, most importantly, the gospel of Jesus. So it's really cool. I'm super excited. There's a 1,000 kids in the program, and hopefully there'll be more. But it's, I'm really excited to see what God does through me and how he uses me. So tonight, I, I felt like God was placing some things on my heart, kind of based off of what you guys have been doing with this Just Do It stuff over the course of this month. What, what's that all about? Can someone tell me? What's that whole just do it theme been? Yeah. Yeah, getting closer to God. Just doing it. What's an example of someone that you learned about? A little quiz. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you got it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's awesome. Do you have another person? Oh, the videos that you watch. So just do it, right? Stepping out and just doing it. So tonight I'm going to talk about, it's corny, whatever, just answer him. I want to do the just. So just answer him. And I guess my subtitle would be, when God calls, you have to respond. And so you might think, well, I don't have to do anything. But really, just hear me out. In responding, there's different ways that you respond to God. So when God calls, you have to respond. Respond means 
to react, one of the definitions is to react in a response, right? So you react to something that happens. So I am, I'm talking about calling first. What does that mean, calling? I feel like we throw that all, all, around a lot in church. Yeah, sure. Mm -hmm. Something you're pulled to do by, by Pastor Matt or by... By God, bingo. <laughs> so calling is, God. God's call on your life is something from God, it's to you, and it's for God's glory. So calling doesn't come from me, it, calling doesn't come from my mom or my dad, but it's from God. So it could be God leading you to do something in the future, like for me, God calling me to the missions field, or it could be something like God's calling you to reach out to that person that's lonely or that person and tell them about Jesus. So it could be something small or something bigger in the future that God's calling you to. So I'm going to talk about Samuel. Samuel um, was a prophet uh, back in the Old Testament. But Samuel, um, his mother, Hannah, she was trying, she wanted to have a baby for so long, but she was barren, which means she couldn't have kids. So she was praying to God for, her, for God to give her a kid. And she said, God, if you give me a kid, I will dedicate him to the Lord. So I will dedicate him to serve you, to become a priest. So lo and behold, um, Hannah has a son named Samuel, and this guy um, grows up to do crazy things. Um, but we're going to look at 1 Samuel 3. If you guys have a Bible or a phone, if you want to look open up, otherwise I'll read it to you. So no worries there. So 1 Samuel 3, it starts out, The boy Samuel ministered before the Lord under Eli. In those days, the word of the Lord was rare. There were not many visions. On one night, Eli, whose eyes were becoming so weak that he could barely see, was lying down in his usual place. The lamp of God had not yet gone out. And Samuel was lying down in the temple of the Lord, where the ark of God was. Then the Lord called Samuel. Samuel answered, Here I am. And he ran to Eli and said, Here I am, you called me. But Eli said, I did not call you. Go back and lie down. So he went and lay down. Again the Lord called him, Samuel. And Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, here I am, you called me. I'd get, I'd get a little annoyed, <laughs> man, if I was Samuel, keep running over to him. So he said, here I am. And Samuel said, I did not call you, go, go back and lie down. And then a third time, um, my bad, I just lost my spot. Um, again, the Lord called Samuel. Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, here I am. My son, Eli said, I did not call you, go back and lie down. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord. The word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. The Lord called Samuel a third time, and Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am, you called me. And then Eli realized that the Lord was calling the boy. So Eli told him, Go and lie down, and if he calls you again, say, Speak, for your servant is listening. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. The, the Lord came and stood there, calling as um, as a uh, as the other times. Samuel, Samuel. Then Samuel said, speak for your servant is listening. So, my bad, I said it too many times, but Samuel was called by God three times before Eli realized that, that God was calling Samuel, right? So right off the bat, Samuel thought that Eli was calling him, right? He kept hearing this voice because he thought that Eli was calling him. It says here that the Lord, um, it says here that um, now Samuel did not know the Lord. The word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. That basically means that Samuel didn't know God's voice. So he, when, when, when God called Samuel, he didn't recognize that that was him that was being called. 
So the first step in just answering God is responding to God's call. So we see that obviously here that Samuel did, when he, when he realized that God was calling him, he answered him, right? He answered his call, and that was a crazy call. I'm not going to read it, but basically um, God is calling Samuel to go tell Eli, this, this priest, that, he, um, that his sons were disobedient and that they were going to pretty much die because of their disobedience. So this is some, some deep stuff that, that God was calling Samuel to do. So I think... So when we're kind of trying to respond to God's call, there's a couple of ways that we respond. So sometimes we answer him, right? Sometimes we ignore him. And people that you think of, are there anyone that you can think of that ignored God in the Bible, like specific people? So I'm thinking of a guy and a whale. There's a whale involved. Yeah, Jonah. Jonah ignored that God was calling him to go preach to the Ninevites, right, and go tell them to repent. And he kind of ran the other way. He didn't want to do it. So this was his initial reaction. He ignored God. I think back in my own life, and there was a time when I was in high school, and I knew that God was calling me to go talk to this girl um, and tell her about Jesus because there were so many people that would constantly be saying this and that about her, and she had a reputation, and I knew, I knew that God was calling me to talk to her, but I totally ignored it. I was scared. I didn't know what people would think of me. And honestly, to this day, I think about, man, what could God have done if I just kind of got over my fear and, and did it? You know what I mean? But sometimes we, we miss out on what God's calling us because we're ignoring it. Maybe out of fear, maybe because we don't want to. But we can ignore God's call. Sometimes we can doubt God's call. What's, who's someone that doubted God's call? Any idea? This guy, he, that's the one, yeah, or not Peter, but, but Peter doubted it, yeah, sure. Right, he was denying Jesus, that's, that's true. So I was thinking of Moses, Moses doubted that God could use him, right? God said, you're going to go uh, free the Israelites from slavery, but Moses said, I can't do that. I'm not equipped to do that. He doubted that God was really calling him. So, so first you can ignore God's call. You can doubt God's call or you could answer it like Samuel did. For me, I felt called to missions. I felt called to be a missionary when I was 14 years old. How many people are 14 in here? Any 14-year-olds? Yeah, shout out. So when I was 14 years old, I went to the Assemblies of God youth camp that happens in the summer. And during the day, we do really cool camp activities. And at night, it's actually the same place that Winter Retreat is at. But during the day, um, we have fun activities. And at night, we have a service. It's kind of like how we have it at um, Winter Retreat. And so one night, I was kneeling. And I, I felt like God placed kind of a vision on my heart. And that I was going to, that I was sitting on the ground. And I was surrounded by kids. But I knew somehow God, God just kind of put it on my heart that I was going to be a missionary and that I was going to be working with children in Latin America. I had no idea other than that. Like, it, there was no flashing lights, but I knew in my heart that God was calling me there. I didn't hear a voice like Samuel. I think sometimes we can think that God's going to shout out from the heavens for us what to do, but that's not always how it is, right? God sometimes speaks to us in different ways. Sometimes he tugs on our hearts. Sometimes he speaks to other people. He can speak to us in dreams or in visions, all these amazing things. So we have to respond to God's call 
So if I didn't answer God's call for me to be a missionary, I would not be here eight years later and, and following after what God's calling, called me to. So I don't, honestly, I can't even imagine what my life would have been like if I didn't do that. So a way that we could really be intentional to, to re- respond to God's call would be that we need to be spending time with God. Guys, you're not going to know God's voice. Just like Samuel, you're not going to know God's voice if you're not spending time with him. So when he calls you, you could miss it, right? So by spending time in his word, in prayer, um, talking to your youth leaders, talking to your pastors, there's such great resources to, to figure out what God is doing in your life. And they're awesome. They pray with you and all this kind of stuff. So first, you need to respond to God's call, like I said. Second, you need to react to God's call. You need to react to God's call. So what are the next steps? So now you know that you're called to do something, but what do you do next? So Samuel, like I said, he had to tell Eli some pretty terrible things that were going to happen, but he did it. And um, in 1 Samuel 3, 19 to 22, you see that Samuel is walking with the Lord, growing with the Lord in his relationship. It says the Lord was with Samuel as he grew up, and he, uh, he let... None of his words fall to the ground, and, and, is, and all Israel from Dan to Beersheba recognized that Samuel was attested as a prophet of the Lord. The Lord continued to appear at Shiloh, and there he revealed himself to Samuel through his words. So basically, God walked with Samuel. God walked alongside him as he was calling him to be a prophet. And when God calls you to something, he's not going to leave you high and dry. He's not going to leave you to figure it out on your own. He's walking beside you, and he wants to grow with you. So how, how can you react if God calls you? For me, um, I felt called at 14, like I said. And at 15, there was all, there was all these crazy things that God started laying on my heart. Um, pa- like he made me so passionate about missions, guys. I can't even explain it. It came out of nowhere. Um, I all of a sudden wanted to give to Speed the Light, and God called me to give $1,000 to Speed the Light when I was 15 years old. And I had a $5 an hour job. I had no idea how I was going to do it. But God provided it, all of it. And the next year, he called me to double it. God opened doors for me to be able to learn Spanish and study abroad and um, go on missions trips and these crazy things that I would not have ever been able to do if I didn't answer God's call in my life. So some of you might be thinking, well, I don't really feel called to ministry. And that's totally fine. God can call you to anything. God can call you to be a doctor, a teacher, um, an athlete. There's so many things that God can use you for his glory in so many different places, um, in politics, in anything. So, or, or it could be, like I said, something small, like God's calling you tomorrow to talk to someone at school, guys. Don't pass up those opportunities. You guys are on the biggest mission field there is out there. I kind of, like, regret. I could have told so many more people about Jesus when I was in a public school, and now I'm a teacher for now, and I, can, I can't even talk about Jesus to my students. Like, that's crazy to me. So take advantage of this time that you have. And as you're seeking God's call, don't settle, okay? Don't settle for less than God's called you to, meaning that don't let someone get in the way of that. Don't let a relationship get in the way of that. Or don't let people say, oh, you're too young. Because Samuel was a boy. I was 14. And many of you guys are either around that age or older or maybe younger. So don't let that get in the way, guys. 
it's so beautiful to be in God's will. It's, it's really, really incredible. I can't even stress it, em- that stress it enough. So, um, so basically, so when God calls, you have to respond. Respond to the call and react to the call. So I want to pray for you guys really quick uh, before, you, if you guys have any questions. But before we do that, so I just want to pray really quick. Um, dear God, thank you so much for Searchlight. Thank you for this youth group. Thank you for Pastor Matt and for Rebecca and for the amazing leaders you have here, God. I pray that you would be working in and through these students' lives, God. I pray that you would um, anoint this church, that you would touch each of the people that serve here. God, give them energy. God, give them wisdom. God, I pray for these students that you would set their hearts on fire for you, prepare for prepare them for what you're going to do at Winter Retreat. God, I pray that you would just stir in their hearts amazing passion and callings for your name and for your glory. Thank you, Jesus, in your precious name we pray. Thank you so much, Tara. That's an awesome word. You can stay up here. I have a couple questions for you, but I don't know if you, what you guys are hearing about her story. We're going to break the small groups in a couple minutes, but just we have the chance with her here. She's going to be a missionary, and she was talking about what God did in her life. Do you guys have any questions for her or even a question about the story? I, like I said, I have a couple I can ask you too, but I want to open it up to you guys. Like, what do you feel like I know everything I need to know? You got a question? Yeah. Go ahead. For sure, for sure. Um, you're saying like being called to something? Yeah, for sure. People have, I've heard people say they were driving and God just like put something on their heart like out of nowhere. Because for me, it was totally out of nowhere. I was seeking God for what to do with the future. But like up until then, I was like, I'm going to be an actress. I was like taking acting lessons. Like I could never act for anything. So I don't know what I was thinking. Um, but <laughs> so basically, um, God can like literally any moment. I think the biggest thing that you need to be doing or you all need to be doing is really just seeking the Lord's voice for what what's next um, and just being ready for, for any I, I don't want to say any moment. I mean, sometimes people wake up from a dream and they're like, oh, my gosh, this is what I'm supposed to do. Um, but everyone is different. Like, there's no cookie-cutter way of hearing God's voice or, like, hearing God's calling. So just really seeking God is the, is the answer to that. Yeah, something that I, I heard, quote I heard one time um, about, like, how do you know when God, like, spoke to you or something? Like, like, this works for me. Like you said, it's different for everybody. For me, though, it's like if I have a thought, that I know that I didn't put there, then, like, maybe it was God who put it there, if that's, like, a practical yeah. help sometimes. But, like, you're saying sometimes it's a dream or, or you know, some, a conversation somebody has with you. There's different ways, but that's something that helps me, too. Uh, anybody else? You got a question for Tara, a question about what she talked about or what she's going to do? Yeah, Tito. So I just felt, like, major conviction. And by that, I mean, like, my heart, like, hurt because I wasn't doing what I was supposed to do. Um, I just really felt like I'm supposed to talk to her. And I barely knew her, too. Um, and I even tried to reach out to her this year. God brought it back. And he was like, you know, you could have done that. Like, and I was like, come on, God, seriously. Like, I don't need to be reminded of my mistakes. But and I messaged her. Got nothing. Because I'm not friends with her on Facebook, so it's, like, kind of weird to get a message from someone that you're, you know, not friends with. But I think I just, for me, it, like, really hurt when I, when I didn't do it. And then when I, like, built up 
some kind of confidence to do it, it would just, like, tear down, and that's totally Satan, uh, and the devil, like, kind of trying to say that, like, you know, you can't do that, you're not, you're not going to say it correctly, like, she's going to make fun of you, people are going to be mean, like, it's totally the devil, but, yeah, so I would just say my heart, like, just felt heavy, I know that's kind of weird, but. Cool, awesome, yeah, it's something that you're thinking about, and when you don't do it, it's not like, oh, I don't care, like, it, it, it's almost like it's, yeah. you can't escape it in some ways. Like, God, maybe do you want me to do something about this? Cool. Um, anybody else? You got a question for Tara, where, where she's going? Yeah. Yeah, good question. Um, so Paraguay has this organization called Child Hope, like I said, and that's something that I wanted to um, – an organization, a ministry that I really want to be a part of. So I knew Latin America and I knew children's ministry. So it just kind of like the doors opened for Paraguay. Honestly, at first I was like, God, I cannot go where there's not a beach. Like I'm still, it kind of hurts my heart. I like surfing a lot. And so like to go for two years somewhere where there's not a beach, like really hurts. But you know what? God, God's call is more important. So yeah, that's how yeah, we're lucky we live by the beach. Like, so many people here do not go to the beach, though. It's, like, it's offensive to me, actually. So I, I literally, I make a rule I have to go at least once a week in the summer. If I miss a week, I go, like, two or three times the next week. Like, you guys, uh, yeah, go on the boardwalk. Do, I do it all. Take advantage. You work there? Where? All right, okay. This summer, I'll be looking after you. So, all right, cool. Lighthouse, yeah. Uh, any other questions for Tara? What, for Seer? Paraguay, some great questions so far. Same thing, I don't want to, if, you know, I don't want to twist anyone's arm, but we want to give you the opportunity. You got one? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, this is so funny, because another, I was at another youth group, and they asked me the same question. Um, I, so I teach ESL, which means I teach English to students who don't know how to speak English. So most of my students are, Either they're from India, so most of them are Hindu, or I have an Egyptian student, so he's Muslim. And so it's crazy because these kids, like, don't even know Jesus. Um, and I've had in other schools, like, I had kids ask me, like, if I wear a cross. If they ask me about it, I can talk about it. I can't really be like, you need Jesus. Like, let me pray for you. But I think that's something that I've really been trying to do is just pray for them because, I can't, like, I can't say. I can talk to the teachers about Jesus, and I totally need to. It's scary. It's, like, so scary because they're all older than me in it. But, but this is, like, my mission field. Like, I'm saying, like, we need to take advantage of where we are now, you know, no matter. We're all called to be missionaries. Like, go and make disciples of all nations. So, in a sense of wherever our career is, like, we're called to be Jesus. That's cool. I heard a quote, actually. It was, uh, it was from Fabian, which, you know, some of you guys know Fabian. But, like, uh, that was a great question. And you can feel limited in your role right now as a teacher. But, like, what you're saying is, man, I'm called to this anyway. God still wants me to do this. And the quote was, um, your field may be limited, but you don't have to be limited by your field. And so, like you said, understanding God's calls. Even in Samuel's story, he was a young boy. He could have been like, oh, well, I'm not hearing God because I'm, like, a ch- I'm a kid. I'm 10. But, yeah, he, he, um, he still, like, answered the call. Cool. Did you have another question? Or somebody else did over here? Yeah, Emily. So, thankfully, I don't. <laughs> that would be really rough. Um, I just literally just teach English to them. So maybe I'll, like, be in their, their reading or writing class or sometimes their math class. But I'm never with them in science. So it's like, oof, I don't know. I don't know how I could do that. <laughs> that would be challenging. Pressure's off. 
Harry, you yell stuff out sometimes? I find that hard to believe, man. I don't know. Let me tell you what. Talk about science. We're doing a uh, we're doing a teaching series in a couple months on Sundays at church, and one of the series is going to be called like the problem of science. Is it true that science and Christianity doesn't work? And its answer is they totally do work. It's a false dichotomy. Anyway, I'm really excited about that sermon. I kind of hope I preach it. Yeah. Yeah, going away to retreat, kind of going, uh, like taking advantage of something like winter retreat because you're going somewhere specifically to kind of set yourself aside. You're setting time aside to be with, be with other people, but be with other people who are seeking God too, and there are opportunities there. That's a great answer. So if you don't have a winter retreat package, you should pick one up and talk to your mom. Cool. Any other questions before we uh, go to small groups? Anything else? All right, cool. I think those are great questions, guys. Again,